Good morning, everyone. How are you? Hope all is well. Welcome to another episode, of course, Shot of Philosophy. Today's shot, we're going to get a little Seneca once again on the shortness of life. And let's say a second shot, actually. I try to post on LinkedIn every day, um, at least recently. And I came across a great TED Talk that I think really connects nicely to what Seneca is offering in today's brief quote. Um, so I'll read the quote first. And then the TED Talk, which I recommend watching, is like 12 minutes long. Definitely great for a Friday, especially. It's called How to Turn Off Work Thoughts During Your Free Time. And it's given by a guy named Guy Winch. Really recommend it. A lot of great stuff about creating rituals and habits. Basically, what the video boils down to is we have a tendency to ruminate. And that rumination, this sort of incessant thinking, going over things over and over again, obsessing over what we have to do, obsessing over maybe tensions at work. Right? These are things that cause us to lose sleep. These are things that occupy our minds. And really, it even connects nicely to yesterday's uh, episode or shot of philosophy, too, with the idea of like preoccupation. Right, We can constantly be preoccupied with work, checking our phones when we're with our family, when we're at the gym, when we're with our friends, when we're trying to relax. And we lead a life of preoccupation and distraction such that we definitely miss out on, let's say, the fulfilling nature and the like restorative nature and really like the, the naturally sort of, let's say, inherently valuable experience of leisure, right, of our free time. And by free time, you know, we could have a whole bunch of episodes to define what that could mean, right? But just time when we're not at work, right? So the quote from Seneca that I think applies to this really nicely is he's asking his reader, right, when will vacation come? And he remarks that everyone hustles their life along and is troubled by a longing for the future and weariness of the present. But the person who spends all their time on their own needs, who organizes every day as though it were their last, neither longs for nor fears the next day. So, of course, there's a couple of extra ideas in, ideas in here, right? But the first one of when will vacation come, I think, really applies to the LinkedIn video, right? Because ultimately, we should have vacations, and, you know, I mean this in a specific sense, right, every day. I think one of the saddest things for me is when I find that I'm like wishing my life away, right? And I'm saying, I just got to get through this month and I'll be better next month. And it's like, you just want to skip through whole chunks of time. So I think sometimes that might be okay in all honesty, right? Because we're all human, but we don't want to lean too heavily on that, right? Some days or some afternoons, some mornings, you got to just get things done. Okay. But if you find that you're wishing away whole chunks of your life, and, I, and I've been here, right? Um, like months, weeks, even. We have to start being careful. And when, you know, Seneca is saying spending time on your own needs and organizing your day as if it were your last, these I think are aspirations, right? These are things that we should strive for. Because I think even if we ask that question, right, or we turn them into questions, what do I need today? Right? What if today was my last day? I think we'd approach the day probably differently, right? So if one end of the spectrum is, let me just get today out of the way. And we're just trying to, you know, we're not even asking the questions of, well, what if it's my last day? We're not even asking the questions of, you know, how would I like to organize a day? How could I fulfill my needs today? And we're keeping in mind that for Seneca, and this is me adding to this, right? We may want to think of this idea of my own or myself as my soul, right? So, like, again, working in the spiritual in addition to the material the physical and the intellectual, the social, the financial. We never want to forget the spiritual. That's really the first and most important thing, right? So we need 
vacation. Or let's say we need leisure, we don't need a vacation. Because a vacation, let's use our modern way of understanding it, right? Is you getting on a, a plane or a train or getting in the car and going somewhere. We want to avoid a life where we feel like we need a vacation too intensely, too frequently. Right? Because Seneca also famously in his letters to his students would say like, look, you're going to go on vacation and guess who else is going to be there? You. You'll find a way to get angry on vacation. You'll find a way to be impatient. You will fight with your significant other on vacation. There's a great SNL skit. Well, the great's an overstatement. But there's a pretty good SNL skit with Adam Sandler where it's like he's advertising a trip to Italy. And a part of the joke is like you're still going to dislike your significant other in Italy. Italy will not make you fall in love with people. It's not going to happen. And it's funny and it's kind of a remark, I think, you know, in a way, you know, about what Seneca's saying. You're wishing for a vacation, a break from your life. Well, maybe if we start answering these questions, right? Like, how should I organize my day? How should I spend my time if it, you know, if I really understood that it was running out? Once again, back to memento mori, the key stoic principle. And we're not going to, you know, get it with 100% accuracy. That's not the point. The point is that in approaching the question, honestly and authentically, then trying to actually live what we decide is true and helpful, we might have a better time. We might suffer less, right? So it's not that we have to say, I got to do everything that's the best for me every day. No, it's not the point. The point is, right, we're preventing ourselves from having a life where all we want to do is be doing something else. It's okay to enjoy things when they're imperfect because, you know, they usually are. So maybe, again, this question of when will vacation come can be replaced with questions about or questions that get us to more deliberately organize our day, get us to see that there's reciprocity in life, right? So by that, I mean, maybe you don't love your job right now. A lot of us don't, right? Okay, where can we ask this question and build in reciprocity, not just at work, but after work, before work? So work doesn't just consume our day. I think, you know, a lot of times, and I've been here too, where you have a bad job, you're there for eight hours a day at least, and then you just sort of quit on the other hours of the day, right? And then even within those eight hours, I found that something as simple as setting small goals for myself that were personal goals throughout the workday made the workday more manageable, right? Made me a little more joyful during the day. And I eventually quit that job. But ultimately, this was years ago. But ultimately, right, we can't quit on ourselves is sort of what Seneca is saying here too. And from a practical standpoint, Nobody, you know, unless you're at a job you hate and you're incredibly, you know, you make a lot of money, very possible, right? And you have good time off, also possible, right? You maybe get, what, a week or two of vacation a year? So you're going to just throw the other 50 weeks away? So it begins with the questions. And the questions are, I think, in, you know, in some way, and there are, you know, a lot of different things potentially. But at the very least, the question opens our mind. A question helps us to see what is possible. Because the statement, it doesn't really work a lot of the time, right? So I'm having a shitty time at work for six months. Today's going to be a good day. I mean, that's not going to work probably. It might, right? But there's so much evidence to the contrary. Whereas a question just helps us be curious, helps us test things. And it's less pressure because sometimes that pressure of the statement can be paralyzing when things start going wrong. Today's going to be a great day. First thing at work is, is, is you know, annoying, is frustrating, is unfair. Ugh. I'm already failing. Whereas the question of, well, how should I spend today? How can I respond to some of these things that typically annoy me in a way that's better for me? 
But when I said reciprocity, it's like our relationship to the day, especially, you know, in the context of a job. It's going to feel like a chore, but I have to, I quote, have to do it, right? I have to make money to pay my rent, this and that, right? Okay, well, how can I build in something into the morning, into the afternoon that makes me feel good? That's a question. And we have to have the courage to ask it and then actually try to answer it. And then we have to have the discipline to take action on it. And also with the chores of work, right? You know, that, that Nietzsche quote, and this is really popular in the personal development world too, right? You have to know your why. Now, that's kind of becoming a cliche, but it makes sense because if there's a sense of meaning behind the tasks, they'll feel at least a little bit less like just a chore. They'll still feel like a chore probably, but if you could say, okay, you know what? I'm doing this because it'll bring me forward, right? That's also why too, investing in ourselves, this really works well with what Seneca is saying too about leisure and like, you know, in a sense, it's investing your time in yourself. Well, if you have a job that's just for money and you really don't like it, Right, such that you're constantly wishing for a vacation. Well, can you take some of that money and invest it in yourself and helping you make a career change? Could you invest some of that money and save it to maybe find someone to help you with your career? Maybe like a career counselor or something like that? Or could you maybe invest some of it in a side project that you love that's something you're passionate about that can maybe get you know get you some money at some point? So this all starts with questions. And first seeing that we shouldn't be wishing for a vacation constantly. And when he's saying, you know, again, investing and spending your time on your own needs, these questions are about what you need in life. Because we need meaning in life. So we can make it with the chores, but then we could also maybe kind of re-operationalize or sort of not just change our perspective on the chores of work, but see that work is a stepping stone perhaps to different types of experiences, of other works and projects that could be more meaningful for us. So again, I think this is really helpful um, for those of us who might be struggling with meaning in our work or maybe even as students, right? We can change our perspectives. We can see things with new eyes. We can integrate new habits, new ha you know, habits of thinking and acting, right? In order to make the day more manageable. So that's what the tasks that let's say are quote unavoidable to some degree. And what the TED Talk offers is like, you know what, when the day's over, the day's got to be over. We can't ruminate. The, you know, he had great suggestions. Like he said, you have to put in guardrails. He talked about how for him at eight o'clock at night, he shuts it down. No more emails. No more work actions. And then he worked to kind of cultivate the thinking habits where I'm not going to think about work anymore. The actions help inform the thinking, right? Because if you check your email at 815 and you got a work email, you're going to you know read it. And you might even answer it. Then you're going to even be more likely to think about work at 9, 10 o'clock. Right? So he said, you know, create actions, habits, create shutdown rituals. We've talked about this recently. He also discussed the idea that we can stop ruminating and start problem solving. So when we start ruminating over how am I going to have enough time, I feel so, uh, like, you know, my days, to use Seneca's word from yesterday, you know, they're so crammed with, you know, different responsibilities and obligations. He said, once again, shift the focus, use a question. All right, well, how can I schedule this in? When can I even just make 15 minutes to look at my schedule? Because then it becomes, all right, tomorrow morning, I have 15 minutes, I'll deal with this tomorrow. And all of a sudden it's 8.15 and you're calming down. Right? So instead of ruminating, go into problem solving. Change your actions. Because we want to embrace, again, the restorative and the necessary goodness that's in those little daily 
vacations, right? When you eat lunch, shut it down. And again, to use Marcus Aurelius, right? Direct your thinking in a different direction, not the work ruminations. One thing I tell myself, especially when I'm ruminating over work in a negative way, is uh, I kind of visit the vision, right? I visit the positive vision I have of my career. I see myself, for example, like leading a discussion. And in this kind of, you know, imagination thing, I'm like, I'm confident, I'm standing up straight, I'm engaged, I'm smiling, I'm moving the way I move when I'm facilitating a conversation, right? I'm seeing other people in the room, they're happy. And just go, you know, going to this image in my mind pulls me out of the rumination of, you know, whether it's something like, how am I going to schedule these appointments or when am I going to get to those emails? I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it now anyway. Let me cultivate a higher vibration. Let me cultivate this vision. So we need visions, right? We need to think about these things so they're ready to go. That will also be good for preventing rumination, right? So we can problem solve. And I also think we could visit a vision that's more positive and more helpful and then gives us something to strive towards instead of worrying too much. So again, these ideas for me are like little mini vacations we can take for 10 minutes, five minutes on a daily basis of positive thinking, of positive problem solving. So we don't feel like we have to get on a plane. Because Seneca, I think here is literally talking about vacation because in his other letters, like he's tutoring kids and, you know, they travel a lot. And he kind of tells them like, look, try to lay roots somewhere. Don't look for your happiness in the constant need to be in a different city or different place or a different job for that matter. Try to grapple with the imperfections and try to grapple with it and acknowledge the good things and see how sustainable this could be and see, once again, how much reciprocity you can get. You're going to go. You're going to put the actions in. You're going to put the time in. You're going to give your attention. So change your questioning of the scenario to see what you can get out of it that's fulfilling for you so you don't feel like you have to go somewhere else. Hope this is helpful. Watch the TED Talk if you can. And also, if you can, again, I, I hope this... Let's say this model is helpful. If not, email me at perryphiloconsult at gmail. That's P-H-I-L-O consult and P-E-R-R-Y. Um, for me, I like sticking with a book for a few episodes, but if we want to switch it up or different format, format might be more engaging, different schedule, I guess, would be a better way of putting it. Um, let me know. So I hope this is helpful. Little Seneca, little TED Talk. Thank you for listening. Try to work in little daily mini breaks, true breaks, true shutdowns, right? So you feel replenished and you don't need a vacation. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.